Hey, hey, what's going on, Agents for Life? Happy Friday. I love Fridays. I've always loved Fridays. I especially loved them when I had a job. But now, I love every day. I mean, every day is fun. It's, it's really an adventure to be an entrepreneur, and I would not want to ever have to go back. Um, you know, and I'm smelling some, some retirement parties this year. I'm just saying, some of you, you probably know who you are. Um, we're going to get you out of your jobs, and I'm so stinking excited. We're going to have some fun with that. So I just wanted to say I got a, a story from the field, and not a lot of lessons really per se. I think I'll do more teaching next time, but I've got some really great mindset stuff that I've been thinking through lately that I wanted to pass on. So it was a good week. I um, had an average week of production. Um one of the stories is a lady that wanted to meet me off-site. It was supposed to be at McDonald's because she was uncomfortable someone coming to her house. McDonald's lobby is closed like everybody else's, it seems. And so we had to drive around, and we met at uh, IHOP. So we're sitting down at the table. I walk in, and she's like, I'm to the right. She's on her phone. And I come in and sit down across from her. And, of course, we're going we're gonna to order for some food. I'm going to break bread with my clients because that builds relationships and tears down walls. And so I'm not... You know, a huge fan of IHOP. I do like their pancakes. So I ordered some food. She ordered some food. But I sat down and she goes, oh, hi. And she greeted me. And she's like, I was just checking out your reviews. And I'm like, my reviews? Oh, <laughs> hopefully it was good. Like, I didn't know. She was on Facebook. I didn't know. I, I don't think I've got very many. But apparently there are a couple on there. I know I've got some on Google. But people do do their diligence online. So pay attention to that. It was a good wake-up call. And she was very happy with what she saw. She had actually ended up writing a policy. We spent an hour and a half over dinner laughing. And she had gotten a bait-and-switch from a previous client or agent. She was uncomfortable. She's real skittish. And she loved, loved, loved just um, the authenticity of sitting down with an agent, getting to know each other. And she was like everything. Bank account. Here's my personal information. So she was skeptical at first. But because I gave her a little time and we sat down and we broke bread together and had a good meal, I got to write a policy. And you know what? I got paid for it. That's the best part. I got to go hang out with someone over dinner, laugh, meet a new friend. And she's just such a nice person. I always tell Lindy, we have the best clients. We have such great people that we write business for. And she was one of them. She was just a sweetheart. So... Um, this goes to show sometimes, you know, these appointments and going out, it's not all grunt work. Like, it can be a lot of fun when you're sitting down and meeting somebody that has some great personality, especially when there's dinner involved. Why not, right? Well, I wanted to talk a little today to get your mind going about a topic that I don't know if it exists or if I just made it up or what, but I got this from somewhere. And I call it intentional discomfort. And I'll tell you why. Well, We have February right around the corner. And you think February has 28 days. I'm telling you it has 24. I want you to approach February like it has 24 days. You want to get everything in in 24 days. You want to leave that extra week as buffer, not as running out in the field. Okay, I'm just saying, whatever your goals are. And a lot of you, I've sat down, we've gone over goals. You know what those are. I'm so proud of you for stepping out and making a commitment, by the way. I had some great calls lately with so many of you agents, and we're going to make some things happen. So we know what our goals are now. We have clarity. We know what we need to do. Broken down by week, we have to break those goals down into quarter, uh, actually break it into thirds so that you can get this done the first three weeks of February. 
So back to intentional discomfort because I got slightly off track. How can we create intentional discomfort? This is where this idea comes from. Let me pack it, unpack it for you. I feel like human nature is such that if we're in a comfort zone, we are not motivated to do something bigger and better and harder with our lives. Comfort zones naturally make us comfortable. That's why we don't move forward because we stay comfortably in our comfort zone. That's why it's called a comfort zone. So intentional discomfort is when we create for ourselves such discomfort that it gets us out of our comfort zones. And I think, I just have a theory. This is Matthew speculation. I feel like as a society, I'm not talking to you specifically, but as a society, we are much too comfortable. And I think this is why we're not as driven as we should be or could be. I think we fall short of our potential because our comfort zones keep us in a cozy spot, right? They really do. They buffer us from resistance, and it's the resistance that makes us stronger. You look like you look at the big oak tree, right? The way that it became big and strong was it resisted the wind over years and years of all that resistance. Um, we don't get strong by having things just come easy. If you're going through challenges, if you're going through tough stuff, that's the stuff that makes you tough. I know it's hard to be grateful for it, but guess what? Comfort zones don't produce great leaders. Tragedy, tough times, hardship, that's what produces greatness. Okay, so if you're going through something, just look at it as, this is school. This is my school of greatness, and I'm in it. And that's why I'm going through hard times. If I was comfortable, I wouldn't be going through tough times, just like 95% of the rest of the world. They're just comfortable. They're happy. They're, they're content in their mediocrity. So discomfort is what pushes us forward. Okay, We all set goals for February. If you haven't yet, you need to. But I'm assuming everybody here has, in or out of the business, it's a normal thing we should be doing. You set goals for February. So how do you make yourself go after it, especially if you're comfortable? How do you do that? Well, let's look at an analogy. Somebody mentioned this to me today, and I loved it this morning. Oh my gosh, it fit right in. I'm like, I've got to talk about that. Imagine you uh, it's a hot summer day, and the ice cream truck pulls up out in front. You've got the whole music and everything that they, that they play. You know it's coming. You run outside. Well, kids, you know what kids are. Just run outside like flies to a dog at, you know, an ice cream truck. Yummy, right? And you have that motivation to go get an ice cream. And so the motivation is enough to make you just take the journey, whatever it is, 20 yards to the ice cream truck and buy your treat. That's a reward. There's very little resistance. Therefore, it's easy to go that route and go do that. Well, what if I told you I'm going to break shards of glass all along the trail required for you to walk to the ice cream truck? Well, you'd think I'm crazy. You're like, I'm not going to get ice cream. Why? The reward isn't big enough, right? Now, it's a little bit of a ridiculous example, but it does paint a vivid picture in your mind, right? The reward is not big enough for the pain and all the horrible <laughs> The, the cuts and everything you experience on your feet walking on a trail of broken glass. Okay, now, what if 
your child was in a burning building and the only way in was through that trail of broken glass. Now, how does that change? Same trail, right? Well, the motivation for the reward isn't enough, but the potential loss, the fear of potentially losing your child can change the game. All of a sudden, you don't care. You're going to get there, and whatever it takes, that's what you're going to do, okay? Even if you're stepping on glass. So how does that fit into this? Well, what is your motivation? I submit, and I've given this a lot of thought, and I really honestly feel that pain and fear are much greater motivators than a reward, okay? Um, let me unpack that for you. So if rewards truly were the ultimate motivator, I think we would all look, wake up in the morning and go, hey, I'm in America, I could be a millionaire next week, and that would be enough for us to get going. If you put 100 a, a people in the room, ask them, raise your hand, whoever here wants a million dollars, you'd have 100 people raising their hands. You'd probably have 200 hands up in the air because everybody wants that. Of course, it's available, and we all know it. We're in the freest country in the world so far, still. But, in, but, but why, aren't, why is not everybody a millionaire? Well, obviously, because they're in their comfort zones, and they don't know how to push themselves out. Do they have the opportunity? Absolutely. Are there excuses? There's excuses, because every, there's a time after time person beat the odds and have become phenomenally successful. So take that off. Why, why are everybody not, why is everybody not where they want to be in life, whether it's uber successful financially or not? It's because they're comfortable. Life is good. You know, it's not great. Maybe it's not great, but they're willing to trade good for great because to avoid resistance, right? To avoid discomfort. So champions embrace discomfort. That fear is what pushes them, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of not ever achieving their true potential. Sometimes it's a fear of foreclosure. Sometimes it's a fear of bad health or fear of loss of life. You know, and they can't, in the example of a burning building, you've got a child in there that's a fear of loss of life. I mean, one of the greatest motivators I can ever imagine. So I guess my point in all this is there is a place for fear. You know, when I grew up in the 80s, uh, t-shirts all over the place. No fear. You know, the fear is the whole fear campaign. You probably, if you live back then, you probably know what I'm talking about, right? But life does have fear and fear has a place. Now let's bring this to, to you today. Why are you here with Equus? Why did you join our team? There was something, and I'm guessing it was a fear motivation, not a, a golden nugget carrot type motivation. It could be either. Both exist and both are very real. I just think the scales are tipped more on the side of we're in it because we don't want to A, be you know financially ruined. B, we're worried about our financial futures, our retirement. Um, C, we want to do something great, maybe leave, leave a legacy. Uh, but there's that fear of missing out. There's that fear that, and this is what I had very, very real when I was at my job. My fear was the longer I stayed at my job, the less opportunity I was going to have to really have time to do something big with my life. I just felt like the candle was burning at both ends. And so I had that fear. Um, but what is yours? What is your motivator? What is it that's going to get you out of your comfort zone? Okay. The guy that I talked to this morning, he has a really interesting approach. He has on his wall 4,000 dots. Now this is B from when he was a lot younger. 
Each one represents a week of life. Every Monday when he goes into his office, he crosses off a dot. And he said, that's my motivator. Is I'm, I fear that I'm not going to make the most of every day God gave me. That's how precious time is. I did the math. Mine is 1,560 dots. <laughs> I'm 48 years old. And the average life expectancy of a male is 78.5 right now. I Google searched it and Google knows everything, as you all know. So um, I'm going to live to be 78.5 years. And that gives me 30 years of life left, which turns into 15 point, or 1,560 weeks. So if I put dots on the wall, I'm putting up 1,560 dots. And I can scratch one off every week. So when you walk into your office, now I'm not telling you to go put dots on your wall. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. I don't know. My point is this. Find what drives you. Okay? Create. If you're comfortable, if you're not driven, if you're not hungry, if you're not on the phone, eager to to call, run appointments, whatever, I submit that there's a strong possibility that you're too comfortable. And you may not like me for saying that. But I'm not here to be a good guy. I'm here to get you to where you want to be. And sometimes you got to hear things you don't necessarily want to hear. So you might be too comfortable. How's the water? The water warm? Yeah, feels good, right? Well, guess what? You got to get out of your comfort zone. You've got to create for yourself some intentional discomfort. In other words, you intentionally creating for yourself enough of a discomfort to push you forward. And you might get that externally. Maybe you have a, a, an accountability buddy. Maybe you set up a reward system and you will not give yourself your own reward if you don't meet your goals. So there's a fear of missing out on a reward. Okay, I don't know what it is. But you came in here for a reason. You joined our team for a reason. You set goals for February. Okay, we put those on paper. I did, I hope you did. We put those on paper. What are you going to do to make this month different than every other month you've tried to do this in the past if you fall into that category? Intentional discomfort, I think, is the magic keyword right there. That's how you do it. Whatever it is, brainstorm away. Figure something out. Sit down with your spouse. Ask your kids, what can I do to make myself miserable if I don't get my goal? I've heard people say, um, I'm putting a bunch of money in an envelope and I'm going to put the stamp on it and I'm sending it to you. If I don't get my goal, I'm sending this to you or some crazy thing like that. I don't know what it is. Think outside the box, but give yourself a motivation to be uncomfortable. You'll be glad you did. Guys, thanks for listening. Your life matters. We love you. We're so glad you're on the team. Let's go make every day count. Let's hit February strong. And let's hit the first three months harder than we've ever hit before. And let's look back in the fourth week. I'm sorry three weeks, not three months. Let's look back on the fourth week and be glad that we achieved our goals. I look forward to doing that with you. Love you all. I'll talk to you next week.